and welcome to The Panelist, the show where we solve pressing yet succulent questions that are on the minds of everybody out there. This week, we have a new guest. We're joined by our good friend, Jacob. Hi, everybody. Jacob, what do you do for a living? Uh, I am a uh, games writer and a voice actor. Incorrect. You are now an internationally renowned expert in all things quizzical and trivial. Fantastic. That's a promotion. I, I hope so. Definitely. Mm. So, and you guys <laughs> are on team... Uh, light and sweet. Oh, just like both of your demeanors, which means you two must be... Team dark and horny. I'm dark. Alex is on main right now. <laughs> In French, that means in hand. Just like that famous scene from Evangelion. But good news, everybody! You've been in a car accident and all your bones were crushed. Excellent. Which means highly trained medical professionals can rebuild you. Faster, stronger, and with a new body that has a few minor quality of life improvements. However, this isn't the $6 billion man, so the budget's not unlimited. So you can only have one nagging problem of human design fixed while they're in there. Do you opt for teeth that you never need to floss because nothing gets stuck in them? Or toenails you never have to clip again? Flossless teeth. Flossless teeth, 100%, absolutely. It, stuff get, I have a gap in my right side of my teeth um, that fills up with matter all the time and it drives me crazy. I use mm. magic cards to floss with it. That seems expensive. It's like the gross equivalent of lighting your cigar with a copy of Action Comics number one. You know what's even grosser than that? What? Having to touch your feet. If you never have to cut them again, that means they're a fixed length, which means that they don't regrow, which means that if they break off, you have no toenail for the rest of your life. We're not saying these are just run-of-the-mill toenails, regular nails that you never have to cut. These are super technology nails. You I never have to cut them, which implies you never have to cut them. That implies choice, which implies some power over your toenails. Mm -hmm. Are these just like Molly Millions Neuromancer carbide bladed uh, fingernails, only toenails? Sure. If I understood that reference, absolutely. <laughs> I was gonna say it's more like how pubes know exactly how long to grow and no further. Yes, <laughs> that's correct. I was assuming Thank that was you just for a wear and tear thing. Pointed for toe pubes. <laughs> Please never compare toes to pubes ever again. Too late. Well, no, I mean they do have the curly ones on the. No, no, I mean no. Don't compare them to. I what mean, am I, no, that's all what? I'm gonna say is both of them show up on like toilet seats. What are you saying that feet? also end up, I, you may, and I, I hate to be the one to break this to you, you may be pooping wrong. I mean, not every toilet is a squat and drop, dude. Back to why teeth are the incorrect choice. I'm just picturing, if you don't have to floss, the only way I can visualize this is one large, solid, U-shaped tooth. That's just the entirety of the top of your mouth. Uh, otherwise, things will get inside of it. And that's awful. That's like a giant mouth guard. If you look at a hockey player, that, that's what you all the time. Hey, Cam. Mm -hmm. You know what feels great? Not flossing? Uh, I was going to say teeth crowding one another. Mm -hmm. That is just the best feeling oh, yeah, in the yeah. world. Like if, if we could actually fuse all of our teeth into a single tooth, mm -hmm. <laughs> that would be possibly the greatest contribution to human development ever. You know how easy you would make brushing as well? Mm -hmm. You just get one, I mean, What's that, what's that little ring bristle thing that they have for... A Dremel. Sure. For one mastication unit in your mouth, one, that's going to cut out like 
half of Hollywood with gleaming smiles and people that actually rely It's not a on single them. giant molar. It would be like a horseshoe that just tapers to a point, or it tapers to a, um, a cutting edge at the front. I was going to say, it would be like custom crafted so that the back would be like mm -hmm. diamond studded sort of grinding surfaces. Right. Going to like a Hattori Hanzo overbite. Right. And then like a pair of railroad spikes, you know, for biting your flesh. cheek all the time and nah. it being terrible. We've had teeth for a long time. We, uh, we, we know what works. And frankly, the current design is terrible. This evolution arrives at like, this usually allows the adult to survive long enough to reproduce. As far as evolution is concerned, that's the sweet spot. Um, so I think we, with our enormous brains, can do better. We have found a lot of ways to already improve upon teeth. You know, we've got orthodontics, we've got the ability for old people who've lost all their teeth to have dentures. Mm -hmm. I don't think we need any more improvements in that way. We, no, haven't no, no, done, no, we haven't done anything for toes yet. Toes, basically the same way as, as evolution got us to, and I think it's time that toes need an upgrade. While a valid choice, I think feet just need it more. I believe we need a toe revolution. Yeah. We haven't found ways to improve on teeth. We found ways to correct teeth to keep them from killing us. <laughs> and all of them have in common the two factors of being expensive and painful. Mm. Also anxiety-inducing. Imagine sidestepping all of that. Long toenails also are anxiety-inducing from the mere fact that you have to cut them and you have 10 tiny guns every time you try and cut your toenails. You don't know where those little dudes are going to go. Or ladies, depending on how you gender your toenails yep. or don't at all. Also, not ever having to cut your toenails again prevents undead Vikings from sailing ships of toenails up the river during Ragnarok. I would just like to say that I find clipping my toenails somewhat meditative for the 30 seconds that it takes every several days. It would be meditative if it wasn't so dangerous. I mean, step one, you have to put on the safety goggles. Step two, you have to put on gloves because, yep. you know, all the potential fungus and disease that comes with all the feet and stuff like yep. that. Um, and a little bit of a face mask because you cut True. those things, it's like, bling, they yep. shoot across the room. I've got chips in my walls. I got accused of pooping wrong earlier. That wasn't an accusation. It was concern based out of love. <laughs> I just want you to poop right. I do poop right at maximum power. That's why you've got to get up on the toilet because you really need to bear down, right? Yeah, you just do the little hop. One little hop! You use, you use like internal power to, to focus your key. I have a question. And it just comes out like a railgun slug. Why does your ass feel the need to shout into the big white telephone? You want to make sure that God hears. <laughs> it's like, please help me. I got a crank call for you. You're cranking something. <laughs> like that scene in Evangelion. <laughs> All right, so what we've come down on is that Cam and Alex are completely unafraid of biting their own tongues with their new cyber teeth, and that Serge is very careful when he clips his toenails once every nine months. They're dangerous. <laughs> you think that the Vikings are coming to apocalypse us because we keep sending them these gross fungusy toenail clippings? And they're just like, no more. We're full down here. That's gross. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. They're ready to Ragnarok the house. <clears throat> Even the hard to Ragnarok parts. I can't, I claim, I can't claim these lines. <laughs> these, I totally stole those from Epic Battles of History. It was just the right time. I was going to give you credit for them. No, but I will not take credit for something that is not mine. Can Ooh. I give it to Surge? I will take that credit. Because <laughs> I haven't seen that show, so it's not stealing. <laughs> so that's two points for our 
fearless tongue friends over here. And I'm going to give two points strictly to Jacob because I loved him bringing in the uh, the mythological connection to why toenails are disgusting. Thank you. Which uh, ties us all up. So it's anyone's game. But what about Surge? You're on a team with Jacob. Ooh, yay, power friendship. Boom. Yeah, it's two HG. That means two-headed giant if you don't play magic. Watch where you step, by the way. He's dropping references. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alex may be dropping references, but only I may drop the bombs of truth or questions that are not actually true but are very vexing. Maybe not my smoothest transition, <laughs> but good news! You have won an accursed lottery. Oh, good. You will get $10 million, but if you accept the prize, you will also get a little something extra. A lifelong arch nemesis of either an immortal, incredibly venomous snail or an extremely intelligent and resourceful baboon with a normal lifespan. Which animal do you choose to duel to the death with? Oh, snail. Yeah, wind will slam snail. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're, uh, we're going to take snail. Now, you may be fleeing from the snail for the rest of your own natural yeah. born life. Forever. Forever, yeah. exactly, you know. Uh, but with proper investment, you will have hopefully some sort of perpetual money, not necessarily a high level, that will enable you to run from the snail. You can hire people in order to track the mm -hmm. snail. A lot of options. We're gonna, I think we're gonna go with snail. The only danger here is complacency. How much do you think it would cost to hire a decent paramilitary group? Probably more than $10 million. Really? I. I'd hope so. How about just some kind of crazy heavily armed guys off the dark net? A uh, couple of Bitcoin. Mm. So anywhere between five and five hundred thousand dollars. I'll play those odds. What I imagine with the baboon is you have one furious fight, one battle of life and death between you and the baboon, and maybe you emerge victorious. There are like 50-50 odds there. Which again is why the snail is the better one. It's it's like a ninety-nine to one odd in your favor, but that what one percent. So I think the snail is still just the better option. My concern with the snail is that since it only possesses snail-level intelligence, it will be very indiscriminate in how it applies its tremendous venom. If it's just constantly snailing towards you in a straight line, it's going to leave a swath of destruction in its wake. And Whereas that, the baboon hmm. will likely want to keep on the DL until such a time as it can spring its deadly final assault. They, 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 they put a moral quandary on us. So, Jacob, mm. how do you define immortality? <laughs> Is immortality you can't be killed? Or are we going like the 40K universe where, you know, left to their own devices, they probably would never die of old age, but we all know they're going to inevitably die in war. Mm -hmm. Can we just kill the snail? I mean, it, it's tough, but in the interest of protecting all the other lives, maybe... Maybe we just have to do it. We have, maybe we have to step up and murder the snail. I wouldn't waste the resources trying to murder the snail. Okay. It's a snail. Oh, go Containment. on. Containment. Ooh, very good. Containing the snail is much, much better. Even if it is a snail, has a snail level intelligence. You can either flee forever. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, it's having a fairly decent quality of life, traveling all over the world, or you could get a hazmat suit and shoebox. You're mm. grossly underestimating the venomous nature of this snail. I, I bet you anything that thing is going to eat through a dry cask in two days. I heard venomous, not corrosive or acidic. It's implicit. No, it isn't. 
Kathleen is very specific with her quandaries. I heard immortal and venomous. I mean, I'm willing to add corrosive just to get to, to mix things up God. a little bit. I mean, what we've learned from Greek tragedy is that the nemesis always gets you in the end, regardless of form. I think it would be much more interesting to be hunted to the ends of the earth by an aging but increasingly bitter baboon, as newspaper headlines describe it in terms of local moron hunted by lesser ape in bizarre reenactment of no country for old men. <laughs> I'm not gonna judge you for how you wanna live your life. However, I would like to take my cursed winnings and enjoy them. Mm. I'm not necessarily in it for the fame or the headlines. I'm in it for quality of life. Yeah, yeah. See, we're going to wind up using all the $10 million to build a cage of our own devising. I mean, that's the point of a curse, generally. Yeah, yeah. given that, $10 million isn't really a lot of money. That barely digs me out of my student loans. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of roguelike video games lately. Uh, and in those, there's Are a lot okay? of- Yes, I'm doing well. I'm having a great time. But you always have to balance <laughs> the risk and the reward. And what I've learned is to get the high score, you always have to go with riskier option because you might windmill slam and chain a couple of high risk but rewarding options, and that's the only way to overcome the final boss. And to get the high score on my life, clearly you always go with the, the higher pain out reward. Sure, curse snail with $10 million. Who knows what other curse balance reward will lead to next, but I'll have $10, $10 million to get further from that when I finally face the end boss. I'm laughing. What if the end boss is just you at 98 and a snail slowly inching towards you? Well, that's we great. A damn fine life. Yeah, and then and then when I play the next version of this roguelike, I'll see if I can beat that high score. You don't respawn, Surge. <laughs> Ten million dollars doesn't get you immortality. No, it gets the snail immortality. I, <laughs> the next snail. I don't know. This is a world with cursed animals. The, a resurrection may be possible. I'm not going to yuck your yum, Cam. Come on. As someone with experience with <laughs> with mental illness, I think I would prefer to take the front-loaded PTSD of an epic battle <laughs> <laughs> to the long-running, uh, inescapable anxiety of knowing there's something after you that yeah. you can't therapy away. At which point do you start like having to check under your pillow whenever you sit down? Right or, or lay down to bed, you know, checking your shoes, wondering if the snail has entered the room. The baboon you see coming. The no, baboon you buried him. The baboon hates you. <laughs> Death is inevitable. <laughs> Death will come for us all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would rather know that it's going to be a snail than might be a baboon. See, I would take the ten million dollars, give it all away, and then face the baboon. <laughs> That's so metal. I'm just picturing <laughs> just be like, bury your throat to the baboon, saying you have nothing left to take from me. There's there's Cam in that scene from Predator, just like on I was a log the same with thing. a knife, yeah. cutting his chest open. Like, come on! I burn with thee. For hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee. I'm relatively new here, but I feel like I'm learning a lot about you. <laughs> this sounds awesome. I mean, could I get a slightly larger ape? something a bit more formidable. You can't take this quandary and try and make it cooler and cooler and cooler <laughs> until you get your own hero's death. It Fair is a enough. perfectly ordinary, angry arch nemesis baboon that hates you. You still want to be torn <laughs> limb from limb by a baboon? <laughs> I've never wanted anything more in my life. I, in fact, I'm willing to pay $10 million for the, for the pleasure. So you do it for free is what you're telling me. <laughs> I have alternate plans, but I'm still on essentially the same Camp page, maybe. Mm -hmm. mm. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm the best I've ever been. <laughs> He's ready for this. 
So what we've come down on mm. is that Jacob and Serge have international travel plans to thwart their snail. Yep. Yeah. And that Cam wants to die in a Boris Vallejo painting. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, obviously, who doesn't? I challenge anyone in this room. I want to die in a Boris Vallejo. Any one of you. With Trans-Siberian Orchestra playing in the background. Can we have worlds colliding in the background? Absolutely. And, and two buxom women hugging so their boobs squish together. Yeah, sure. I want to be a Three Inches of Blood album cover. Ooh. Would you settle for Merciful Fate? No. Mm, okay. <laughs> I have $10 million to make this happen, and I think three inches would be into that. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to give four points to you guys for your well-thought-out life plan, but I'm giving infinity points to Cameron for being so cool. This is what happens when you play by the rules. The, the, the irony as well, because our snail had infinite life, yet Cameron got infinite points. I just didn't want to do any math. That was all, actually. But it's in the nature of the thing. Infinite? Infinite. There's balance. It's the entire nature of the curse, Serge. Yeah, sure. And with that, we're going to call this episode of The Panelists to a close. But remember, there may be better sources for debate, but they don't have these four people, and they don't have this weird callback that I just started doing out of habit. So until next time, thank you for watching The Panelists. Mm -hmm.